0: So, who's going to open this roadshow? I don't know. Sideshow. What is that? What should we call it?
1: (laughs) I think we should call it The Long Overdue Podcast.
0: (laughs) Brought to you by the Decatur Public Library.
1: Yeah. A production of the Decatur Public Library in Decatur, Texas.
0: Very good. We're all here. Yes, we
2: are. We're
1: all here.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no one's anywhere else. Nope. We're here. All together. In the same
0: room.
1: <laughs> That's true. This is not one of those uh, teleconferences or... Um,
0: or divide and <laughs> conquer.
1: Whatever you call it. Where everybody's recording, but they're all in different locations. Remote. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is not one of those. We're all in the same room, so we can see each other. In in person, not on a digital screen.
3: Okay, this has gone on way. Too are you long.
1: are you sure? I think we can keep this going for longer. <laughs> so I,
3: I think he's probably right about that. <laughs> oh, oh, I know he can
1: keep it on <laughs> going on for longer.
3: <laughs> Does just because you can doesn't mean you should?
1: <laughs> but it doesn't mean I won't. <laughs> well, that's true too. <laughs> 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 okay. Well, it look, I think that that's. That'll do for an intro uh, to this (laughs) topic as we approach the end of 2019 is books that were read. Books that were read by the people in this room. There we go. In 2019. Books that we read.
0: And actually I think a lot of, well not a lot of, the ones that I brought are the ones that I've read since. Didn't we do a mid-year one? Yeah, yeah we, we did. Yeah, mm-hmm. so since then.
1: So in the last half of 2019.
0: Yeah. So I got to tell you, mine are true crime. Mm-hmm. All of them? So, no. Hey, you people. God. I have <laughs> three that are true crime, and one I did talk about on Dewey, so I'll just kind of mention that one. And then I do have a fiction one, but it's about murder. <laughs>
1: Just when you <laughs> thought it was safe to go back in the podcast.
0: I know, yeah. really? <laughs> <laughs> and then the other one is a, a juvenile fiction book. So I, I've kind of got a few different ones. Okay. Do you want me to start? Everybody's just kind of. You can. What do you have, Denise? I have books that we are considering for Books on
3: Tap Ooh. True Crime. Couple of uh, some, couple of books on race. That's about it. Scrolling through here, true crime, true crime, <laughs>
0: horror. Oh, even better. Yep. Yeah. And I do have to say, all of my books were audiobooks. A couple of photography books.
3: Like that nutshell book that I showed you. Oh, yes. Like that. Which I guess would still... Does that still qualify as true crime? crime. Yeah. Hmm. Mm -mm
4: Mm-mm-mm.
0: I did... I I actually did read another book, but we did do that one on Dewey, and I don't remember what it was. I mean, I remember what it's about, but Uh I don't remember the name of it. Yeah, most of these we did for Dewey. Yeah. So... But there were a couple that I couldn't do do for Dewey mm-hmm. because they were audiobooks and they were not in our library.
4: So, well, I'm hey. about So <laughs> 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 All right. Chris, what about what you?
1: you? What about me? I, You know me. I'm just, you know, my, my usual nonsense. I don't think we have any of these in our library. And I've read most of the stuff that I read is game related stuff. But I do have Tales from the Gas Station, volume two.
0: So what's that?
2: It was
1: fantastic. Did you
2: talk about the first volume before? Yeah.
1: Last year. Yeah, yeah. The first volume came out last year. Right. And the second volume came out this year.
0: Are they short stories?
1: No. No. <laughs> They're no.
4: long stories.
1: <laughs> I mean, it, it's, I, it's pretty Isn't much... Isn't
3: a novel just one really long story?
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: more of the same that, that was in the first volume that... Uh, it's these employees that work at this this junky little gas station on the outs outside of town or edge of town and
3: and, and the town is just ambiguous, right? Right. Like it's could never a name. Yeah, it could be any town it in could the American
1: Midwest or whatever. And uh, and yeah, just weird weird stuff happens that some sometimes is is kind of scary. And is it kind dangerous.
0: of Stephen Kingish? No. I, I wouldn't
1: say so. I mean, it, it's creepy, but I wouldn't call it Stephen King. It's not really like that okay. writing style at all.
0: Who, who's the author?
1: Uh, Jack Townsend.
0: Okay.
1: Also known as Gas Station Jack. Well, of course.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sounds oh my intriguing.
4: Jack
3: Townsend is a writer, blogger, horror fan, and amateur person.
4: It doesn't
2: get paid to be human.
0: (laughs) Hmm. Okay. That's all she needs to read. (laughs) Here we go.
1: Yep. So that, and then um, I'm pretty sure I read some other things, but these are the things I remember. I also have this book, Nonfiction: The Strange Works of Taro Yoko. One of my favorite video games. I guess you'd call him he's a designer. He's a video game designer. I mean he mostly does like the story stuff and the like the art direction and mm-hmm. things like that. But he's kind of the big one of the big guys in charge. He writes weird, weird video games where weird stuff happens and all the characters are have issues and are very strange.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just like in real life. And it's usually really violent <laughs> and
1: dark and and also like darkly humorous and Anyway, I can elaborate on it because the book is really fantastic. It's about his journey from.
3: So is it like a memoir?
1: Um, sort of. I don't think I, w- I. don't know. I don't think it's a memoir. I think it's more of a bio- semi-biographical. Okay. Because it's about him, but it's also about the games that he designed.
4: Oh
1: okay. The Dragon guard series. So it's series.
2: like Tron.
1: Yeah. It's like Tron.
2: Like where he sort of crosses over into the game. And so it's about the game, but it's about him.
4: It's... A... Mm. No. Oh, that's mind-boggling. No, it's not like that at all. Sorry.
2: <laughs> Sorry, I was just trying to make a connection there.
1: No, it's fine. It's cool.
2: <laughs> Anytime
3: we can mention Tron... Well, <laughs> we're pretty <Yeah>. happy.
1: <laughs> just
4: for no appearance. No, it's
3: just, we can just throw in Tron every now and then. Success
2: <laughs> anytime, yeah. Anytime you can talk about yeah. Bruce Box Lightner, <laughs> yeah.
1: The other thing I've been enjoying the heck out of is Goblin Slayer. I started reading all the Goblin Slayer stuff, hmm. and I just, I just love it. It's like mm-hmm. the greatest thing.
0: And what is that?
1: It's a light novel and manga series. Oh, okay. And it's very, it's all very much set in a d D anD D style world and it makes references to like this is a world where the gods used to play games against each other in dice and then they decided that they were going to create pawns to to represent them as champions and and stuff and so it's like the characters are kind of like are like the little the little characters in the game and the gods are like the players and
4: hmm. that
0: sounds interesting but it's
1: about a man who He is just a goblin specialist Like that's all he he does He just slays Mm -hmm. goblins
0: Does he have a big knife? Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sorry That's the only thing I could think of (laughs) (laughs) How
3: does he slay these goblins? That's really the question Don wants to know (laughs)
0: Right
2: is it? <laughs> Does she really want to know that? That to be was not clear entirely.
1: Anyway, those are the things I've read. I mean, I can elaborate now, or I can talk about it later. It's so Up to you, if you really want to know.
0: Did you
2: have your list? Well, so here's here's what I have. If you've been following our podcast for a while, you may remember that last year at this time, I said, so I've started this journal, and I'm going to keep notes about the books I read so that when it comes time to talk about them, I can actually talk about them. And Mm -hmm. I remember, you know, because at this point, I could look back and I could say, yeah, that title sounds familiar. I probably read that. I have no idea what it's about. Mm -hmm. So that lasted from about mid December last year to mm, early February.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh. New <Not laughs> Year's
2: resolutions, Yeah. You. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> See last week's podcast. Yes. Um, so, uh, yeah, I can. <laughs> I mean, I've got titles. I've got. I. I got into some series this year that. I can talk about, and I've read some things for book club for going forward and things that we read, Mm -hmm. you know, this, this past year as a group that I can talk about, but my journal is not helpful. Let's just put it that way um, at this point, but I have good intentions for 2020 again to, to start again from right now.
3: Well, mm-hmm. this will definitely fall into your creativity.
2: Yes, it will, right. because this is not just a journal; it mm-hmm. is a bullet journal, mm-hmm. and which to- gives me opportunity for creativity.
0: So, I started just kind of drawing, doodling in, in mm-hmm. a journal. Mm-hmm. So, and with our new system that we're going to be having soon, it also says that you can do picture reviews. Mm-hmm. <gasps> So you, write. so you could take a picture oh and we'll put it on there. Yes, you could just draw a picture. Oh my
2: gosh, that's so good. See,
0: it just opens up a whole new world of stuff. And yep. I'm being vague yes. because yeah. it's not out yet, so we'll talk about that later. We we won't talk
2: about it yet, but we will at some
0: point. Yes, mm-hmm. not on this podcast.
2: Because it'll be important. It will be very important. And
1: it'll be really cool.
2: Yeah, it will. I think it'll be really When we get cool. there. Yes. Okay. So yeah, I got some books to talk about, but not from my journal. <laughs> Thank goodness Libby keeps track of what I've read for me and knows does it five. Yes, it does.
3: <laughs> I, I think can I go disabled to my that
2: timeline and see what I've read. Now it doesn't give me a summary. It just says you read this on this date. But you can know. you click on the title and it takes you to well, it? funny you should ask that because I don't think so I think that's if you click on the title all it does is take you to the option to read a sample
4: hmm. so
2: yeah I thought it would give me a um a yeah summary, like take you you know at least a teaser the, or
3: something to where it, you know the the details
0: of it and then
2: yeah that's what I thought too maybe I'm maybe I'm that's not a flaw
4: nice.
0: Libby that is a that's flaw, a flaw. You're right. yeah I had to do that with um audiobooks mm-hmm. because what was it called audible because i didn't remember what the title was about i mean what the book mm-hmm. was about just from the title there you go
2: right like i i went through my my libby list and i saw this book called ghosted by rosie walsh and i thought Ooh. yeah i read that mm-hmm. what's it about <laughs> <laughs> i had to do i had to go just get on search the inter- interwebs and search it and get, you know, to get a, enough for me to say, oh, nice. yeah, that one. So, yeah, mm. that's all I got.
0: All right, well, really I really want to talk about one of my books. Please do. Yeah. It's called The Good Nurse by Charles Graeber. The Have you all good heard of nurse. it? I think I saw your review. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you did, probably. It is about a young man his I believe his name in the review uh, or in the book is Charles also but that's not the author. Um He was a little weird and he would go into hospitals he became a nurse went to school whatever and he would kill people. And he would just find different drugs that would do different things and so it was never the same thing mm-hmm. and so they it would be harder for them to catch on because they just seem like natural deaths mm-hmm. so sometimes he would give them drugs to have a seizure and sometimes he would give them drugs to paralyze them but they could still feel everything mm-hmm. yes he was just really weird and so he knew what the the different drugs would do and he would he would be able to go into the um, medicine uh, closet whatever and get whatever he wanted to administer these drugs. And then ah. when they started to kind of catch on, he would throw a fit like they were trying to persecute him and he would he would quit he would end end up quitting to a different hospital. And then he would go to a different hospital mm. and they would hire him because I think the previous hospital didn't want any mal- malpractice right. issues. Um, so he would just move to a different hospital. They He would list the previous hospital as a reference or, you know, that it was a past job. And if they did call, then... Um, it would just be, yes, he did work here. I mean, they mm-hmm. wouldn't really be able to say anything.
2: You know, that really frustrates me as a, as a supervisor, as a hiring supervisor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is really frustrating. Yeah, yeah. That you get to, but it's for exactly those reasons. Yes, we have to tell people that that, that person worked here and we have to give that information, but we don't want to get into a big stink about what an awful employee that person was.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Or whatever. However right i mean when when it's criminal activity yes and people
0: are dying gosh. and it's basically they're just promoting that yeah mm-hmm. and so he does this at like six or seven different hospitals <gasps> and the, the first one i think he worked at was called saint barnabas this is up in the new jersey i think area northeast somewhere and um he was married a couple different times and I don't know, somehow they finally caught on that he was the one that was doing this. And it was a really, they had a really, really hard time convicting him and finding out that he was guilty or that he was the one who did it because the hospitals didn't want to talk. Mm-hmm. They had lawyers that didn't want to share information. The employees were instructed not to say anything. Um, and so it was it was a really difficult thing, but they finally were able to get him.
4: Hmm.
0: But that just brought up a huge thing for hospitals. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure things have changed, I sure hope, since this book was written. Um, I don't have the, I think it's, the date. at least. I think it's harder to get drugs from the dispensary.
4: Mhm. Yeah, so like you
0: have to have a doctor's order. Like if you're a nurse, you have to have a doctor's order to get Yeah, it. there's a lot of cross-checking. Mhm. Well, and one stuff. of the things that he did, oops, sorry. Stop. <laughs> I clicked on the book to try to find the copyright. <laughs> oh, 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 and it started to play on it. Started. Um Sorry. <laughs> Pat's looking at me like I'm crazy. Uh huh. Right. I mean, <laughs> I was just like, okay. what is all that
3: drama coming from your phone? Right. <laughs> I thought,
2: that's a weird ringtone.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so dramatic. <laughs> yeah, see, it was.
0: <laughs> so, anyway, the, some of the hospitals did implement a, uh, a system that was automated that you had to um, log in to be able to check something out Mm -hmm. but he figured out that when he would go in to log a drug and he would push yes he wanted this drug you know it pops open the drawer Mm -hmm. well he could go back in and cancel that drug right away and no i don't want that drug anymore but the The drawer was already open Mm -hmm. so he could take it and it showed the Mm records show that he canceled so there was a lot of that kind of stuff, and, um, you know, they finally got the records, and the only reason they got the records is because the police were, were able to work with one of the uh, employees that was his friend, and convince her to take records from the hospital that mm-hmm. the hospital would not release. Hmm. So it was was crazy. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, you know, these people that were healthy and that would, were probably going to get better ended mm-hmm. up dying. Mm. So, yep. I don't know. Think about that. Hopefully you don't have to go to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing.
2: So this, so this makes me think about Catch Me If You Can, but at least he kept going to different, Occupations like yeah. he wasn't going and on to the next hospital and still getting a job in your book. No, and, uh, in and catch me if you can. Oh, okay.
3: And he wasn't killing anybody. He was just no he writing was just hot checks.
0: <laughs> oh, being a forger, for forger, 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 forger. <laughs> yep. forger. That's my word. <laughs> okay. So yeah, I've been waiting a long time to talk about that book. <laughs> It was a really good book.
1: That's really creepy. It is creepy. What a creepy dude.
0: Thank you, Chris. For Did he look like a creepy dude? No. <laughs> Just looked like a dude. Yeah.
1: That's even worse. Yes, it is. <laughs>
0: All right, I'll let somebody else go before I talk about my next murder.
4: (laughs) Gosh. Okay,
2: okay. well, I'll jump in here with some murders. (laughs) All right, so... See? I finally took the opportunity this year to read some best-selling authors that I have never, ever cracked the spine of. Uh Hmm. And one of those is Janet Ivanovich Mm -hmm. and her Stephanie Plum series. And Stephanie's really funny, and Janet Ivanovich is really funny as a writer, but I'm about to get tired of Stephanie's kind of wishy-washy lifestyle and behavior. Does she love
3: this guy? Does she love that guy? Who knows?
2: Oh, wait, there's somebody else. Wait, (laughs) I don't care. I'm a... Bounty hunter, but I don't know what I'm doing. And I at some point after like twenty something books, you think she had
3: to figure out her job. Well you no. Know,
2: <laughs> it, it's like she's better at it and she's got this friend who hangs along hangs around all the time and helps her but doesn't. But then she's always having to call somebody to come get her out of scrapes and it's mm-hmm. like, just just mm-hmm. do something. Be better make, at your job. Make good choices. <laughs> <laughs> You better at your job or get a different one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, you know, she's still funny, so I'm probably going to keep reading. But it's not like I'm waiting with bated breath for mm-hmm. the next volume. Um, you know, have the you the up?
4: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I caught up back in the spring and had been waiting. You know, I, it's yeah. okay. When I see a new one, I think, oh, yeah, at some point I'll probably read that. But... Again, it's like the first few Mm -hmm. were really fun. And then after that, it was like, really? Again, we're going to do this. And the other is Nora Roberts. I'd never read a Nora Roberts book that I know of. So, yeah, I've read everything except her fantasy series. Because I started one of those and it just seemed weird. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of like, oh, Nora, just write what you do well. Mm-hmm. Don't write that. But I know there are some people who really enjoy those. So yeah. I don't know. But she wrapped up that little series. I don't can't remember if it was a trilogy or if it was longer. But she wrapped that up with the book that just came out, The Rise of the Magics or something like that, mm-hmm. that just came out recently. Um, so I'm hoping she won't write any more yeah. of those. <laughs> um, but I even went back and and kind of read some of her early things that were really just basic romance kind of things. But but I liked some of her sort of suspense. I like the settings she chooses. She always has interesting groups of people that come together, you know, diff- the characters and the way they interact and and the settings she chooses. And then once I caught up with that, I <laughs> read all of those. Yes, I read a lot. Um I decided I would go ahead and read The JD Robb, which is also by Nora Roberts. Mm-hmm. Spoiler. Um no, they don't it's not a spoiler anymore. No, it she's spent 20 it on years, all of those right? books, yeah. Yeah, it says it, it right Nora now. Roberts. Nora Roberts, writing yeah. as JD Robb. I think there's yeah. one
1: book that even takes it so far as to say it was co-authored by JD Robb and Seriously. Nora. Roberts. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we have a book like that in our library.
4: Hmm.
2: Oh, that's, that's interesting.
1: Yeah. Like they did it together.
2: It's like saying Robert Galbraith and J.K. Yeah. Rowling put a book together. They collaborated. <sighs> That's so weird. But anyway, I'm I'm really enjoying these. The the J.D. Rob. I'm a I'm not quite halfway through because I think she's about to publish number fifty. I thought she was at like forty three, but I think I just saw something that said she's about to publish number fifty. Wow. Um, pretty incredible isn't it (laughs) yeah very incredible yeah and this is not all she writes you know she this is just half of what she Mm -hmm. writes so but i've i've really enjoyed eve dallas as a character and kind of who she is her backstory and kind of how we find out more about that as the books go along and how she deals with finding out more about that and all those things. So, and it's
1: mildly sci-fi, right? Yeah. Well, it takes yeah. It f- takes
2: place in the future. So, I think the first one starts in 2057 or 2058, and then, like each one, just picks right up where where the, the last one. I'm on number 20, and it's set in 2059, like so fall I don't, of 2059.
0: When I was reading them, I don't think I did them in an order necessarily. Oh, okay. So, well, I mean, huh. you've got
2: the homicide, you've got her, she's a detective, and mm-hmm. a homicide detective, and so you, you've got that story, which is self-contained. Yes. But then you've got her and her group of friends and the people around her that, if you read them out of order, things are a little wonky, but yeah, the main, I mean, like, the the detective story is self-contained in each volume, mm-hmm. so, yeah. But, anyway.
1: Do they have flying cars?
2: Um, you know it's interesting because yes they do but they're not allowed to just do that anytime well, that makes so sense. yeah so the the cars regular cars stay on the ground but there are um maxi buses that that are up in the air there are um some kind of some kind of like other kind of Public transportation that's up in the air, but for the most part, the cars. The, so she, this is set in New York, in Manhattan. There's always traffic jams, but as a police officer, she can put her on-duty light on and do a vertical and go over them.
0: Hmm. But she also, so, I mean, her husband is uber-rich. I understand. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. He yeah. has like some cool things. He's got a jet copter
2: are a couple of jet copters and so things like that. So yeah. it, it's pretty cool. And so, yeah, there are some interesting futuristic things that they do. Like they have an auto chef. I thought that was just the coolest thing. Like <laughs> yes. you, just, you program it for whatever, but it has to, it has to, I mean, it's not just magic food. The food has to be there. And so you can only program it for what it's got built the in, it, in it. yeah.
1: But then it'll sit there and oh, chop but up it'll, everything. It'll do everything.
2: everything. But mm-hmm. you know what? You would really like her too because she loves coffee. Okay. She, oh my goodness. And so, yeah, she does. yeah so one of the reasons that, that she and her husband get along so well is that he's rich enough that she gets real coffee. Yes. Like oh. most of the time it's a coffee substitute of some kind and it doesn't mm-hmm. taste the same at all, but... She gets real coffee from him. Mm. And real food, real beef and real vegetables and real, not not replacement products. Because most everybody eats replacement products.
1: You think I'd be working in a place like this if I could afford a real snake? <laughs>
4: <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah,
1: it's fine. It's a Blade Runner reference because that's what <laughs> well, I, I keep I thinking I was just going to say, you've got to
2: explain. Okay. Yeah. Blade Runner.
1: Like well, everybody's animals and pets and stuff were all... Okay. We're all synthetic. So they this is interesting. That
2: a, a a droid kitten came into the last story and and helped them solve a murder. Hmm. It was it was used as a as a prop to to <laughs> draw in this person hmm. that was the intended victim. That's devious. It is but they found synthetic fur on her i mean she died yes but i don't know how devious it is it seems like one of the oldest
3: tricks in the books but usually with children
1: that <laughs> doesn't make it any less devious wait it's classic devious yeah. <laughs> okay
3: yes.
2: so anyway i'm really enjoying these partly because i like murder mysteries if they're fiction (laughs) (laughs) yeah and partly because i really like these characters the the kind of
0: continuing characters Mm -hmm. i like these people so i think i stopped reading them because i was looking for the one obsession and death okay and that's where i stopped because i couldn't find it couldn't find it so you stopped yeah
2: well actually i read in on libby our overdrive app um the ebook format, the first 20 books, you get them in fives. Ooh. So for two weeks, you've got five books to read. Oh my goodness. I couldn't I do mean, that. I mean, they're right quick now. reads, but yeah. still. Yeah, it's you know, still a lot. You've got five books and you've got two weeks to read it. And so I got the first five, I got the next five. Then I went to put a hold. Well, before I finished, I went to put a hold on the next five and it was going to be like 12 weeks. Wow. But the next five were only about four weeks. I went ahead and put my hold on. That's what I'm reading right now. Okay. So I've skipped five, but I can kind of fill in the gaps. I'll go back and read them because they're mm-hmm. interesting. But mm-hmm. now I know what already happened to those continuing people. Right. Yeah. You know, but then I'll move on. But so, yeah, I, I came to the library to look for those books I was missing they're not on the shelf. Yeah. Uh. <laughs>
0: well, it's hard when you think about. She's got fifty books in that series, right? To have right. fifty books on our well, shelf, exactly. Just for that. and,
2: and that's one of the most frustrating things to me about all of these people: Ivanovich, Roberts, James Patterson. Mm-hmm. For goodness' sake, mm-hmm. to try to keep every single volume in all those series on our shelves—it's just so hard. Mm-hmm. Takes up so much space, and then you try to keep. series in large print oh my goodness it takes up even more space Mm -hmm. and if it's one of those who knows how many volumes
4: good Mm
0: -hmm. gracious it's just hard so one of the anyway one of the issues of a librarian the decisions we have to make
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay i'll stop talking about all that but anyway i i really have enjoyed i enjoyed the nora roberts but i'm really enjoying the eve dallas jd rob series Really am. So I'll just throw in one of the things about that is she started this series, the JD Rob, in I think it was 1995. So she, this is set in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. So it was very interesting reading those that led right up to 2001. And the one just before 9-11 happened, it was uh, people were blowing up landmarks and blowing up huge m- huge numbers of people. And hmm. they had, had narrowed it down to the the killer was going to set off a bomb in either, okay, I think there were three places. I can't remember what one was. One was the World Trade Center and one was the Statue
0: of Liberty. And
2: her killer went to the Statue of Liberty.:
0: Wow. That's really interesting.
2: It was, two, it was at least two years later before she published the next one, mm-hmm. because I think she, you know when, when 9/11 happened, she probably thought, "Oh, that was way too close to home." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just had to stop, take a step back from that. I, thought, I just thought that was very interesting, because I was, you know noticing, oh, we're in 1995. We're coming up on this about the fourth book, fifth book, something mm-hmm. like that. So, anyway, it's mm-hmm. very interesting. Mm.
0: To tell me about this gas station. Yeah. And Gas Station Jack, is that what he's called? Gas
1: Station Jack, that's the narrator. He's the one that tells all the stories.
0: Okay. Okay, all the stories, but you said it's not short stories.
1: I mean, no, not te- technically, no. Okay. Th- I'm, and, but sort of, yes. Okay. I mean, they're all narrated by, by Jack and they all mm-hmm. involve the same characters in the same place, mm-hmm. but they're different incidents and different things that happen. Some of them carry on for longer than others, but it's all chronological.
0: Hmm. So he's telling about things that have happened. Yeah. And at the kind gas of.
1: Station. Yeah. Um. It's. I, I remember talking about it last time. It mm-hmm. started out as a blog on, on No Sleep or one of the other creepy pasta websites. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's very much presented like Gas Station Jack is a real. I mean, he is a real guy, but you know, he wrote the books. But it's presented like he really works at this gas station, and these are things that really happened to him. And he decided to, to write a blog about it, and so that's the format. That these are is like his blog posts. Interesting. So, yeah, sort Let of. Let me see. I mean, like, like that's kind of the intended audience is the readers online.
0: Mm-hmm. So this looks like a creepy gas station.
1: Well, that's yeah. That's astute. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, wow! This is, this is why
2: we paid on the big I mean <laughs>
1: well, well I'm, I'm just I'm glad so I'm, I'm glad. wondering
0: is this what his gas station looks like that he works in yes so he works in a gas station but he writes books no He's not, really. not real. He's not, I mean... Yeah. <laughs> gas Station Jack is the character. <laughs> I know, I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> out He's,
1: that is, yes, that is the persona that he writes <laughs> from. But I, I'm pretty sure that, I mean, he probably, you know, lots of people work at gas stations at some point in their life, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, maybe the author did at some point, but I'm pretty sure that's not his his main thing that he does. Especially since this has gotten so big that I'm sure he probably... Doesn't have to work at a gas station if he doesn't. One want would to. hope. I, I hope so. <laughs> Unless he just really wants to, you know. But this one includes Christmas at the gas station.
0: Oh, yeah. so that must be jolly. Yeah, they all, get, they all get. They all get snowed in. <laughs> Oh. And are
1: locked in the ga- stuck in the gas station during the worst blizzard ever. So that sounds like with misery with a uh, shape shifting. No, they, oh, well, I was
0: going to say
2: it sounds like, like the, the, the last. mist. I think you're thinking of the mist. No, I'm the thinking last not. episode of Bless the Hearts I watched.
3: It? <laughs> <laughs> because misery was the one where. The author has that accident, and she keeps him at
0: her house. Yeah, because of a blizzard, he gets wrecked, and then she yeah. keeps him there because she can't See, get and out. I'm thinking
3: of the mist, because of the mist, they get stuck in that gas station. <laughs> well,
0: yeah, that's true. Well, <laughs> it was the grocery store, wasn't it?
3: Oh yeah, maybe it was the grocery store. Yeah, it's a grocery store like. <laughs> mm.
1: But there's a shape shifting uh, or a shape-shifter, <gasps> shapeshifter, and and a a, a demon named Sagoth involved
0: so this reminds me a little about uh, supernatural <laughs> we're just gonna throw pop and
1: also spencer, this entire spencer middleton which is just the most awful dude ever and they're all they're all in this gas station it's pretty funny because and at the when they first meet the shapeshifter he um he comes out of the the woods and the mm-hmm. snow and he's uh it looks like um what is it Donald Glover right Yes Yeah the guy that was Lando uh-huh. Yeah He no. that that's how the shape
2: Donald Glover Oh that Lando Yeah Yeah sorry
1: Young young man I think Billy really
2: <laughs> D Williams I, I saw Donald Glover <laughs> yeah. okay sorry
4: Yeah <laughs> any generation And so
1: Jack Jack is like ge- totally geeking out and he's like and then I you know and then he said blah 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 said you know, three times Emmy award-winning Donald Glover and, <laughs> you know, st- outstanding rap musician Donald Glover, mm-hmm. you know. And he just keeps on saying all these these things added on to, like, saying, like, I can't believe Donald Glover is here in the gas station. And then he calls his friend, well, his friend, his acquaintance, <laughs> ben- Benjamin, um, who, who like, hunts things like that, I guess. Like, shapeshift So struggling. then he calls Dean... He calls Benjamin and he's like Or, or Benjamin calls him I don't know and, he, and anyhow they're having this conversation He's like you wouldn't believe it Donald Glover is here in the gas station And he's like, he's like Did you get stupider since the last time <laughs> I saw you Get Donald Glover is at home with his family he, that is <laughs> <laughs> I just looked it up <laughs> This is the kind of situations They get into and so Like that,
3: social media exists you Yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. I want to read the first one, and then I'm going to read the second. Well, one. I have it. I can bring it for you. you can okay. Read it. Yes, please. I would like to read that.
1: Good. I will bring it. You can read the second one too.
0: So this, the first one, is just called "Gas Station, Volume One." Tales
1: from the Gas Station, Volume Tales One. Tales from the Gas Station. Yeah.
0: All right. That is going to be on my list All right. for 2020. <laughs>
1: I already got one person to read it. So yeah. Next
0: yeah. episode of the long overdue podcast. Yes. Spoiler. So scary with humor.
1: Yes. It's it's creepy and sometimes a little intense and scary and also very funny. Okay. The whole the whole time. And Jack has fatal familial insomnia, or at least. At least that's what he believes,
4: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, and you start to find out more about that in this book. And I don't want to say too much.
0: Yeah, don't spoil <laughs> it for me because I won't read it. <laughs> uh,
2: what do you got, Denise? Uh, let's
3: see, what do I want to talk about? I listened to Black Klansmen, Race Hate, and the Undercover Investigation. Of a lifetime, sorry, <laughs> I got cut off there. By Ron Stallworth, which Spike Lee turned into a movie. Mm-hmm. Good mm. movie too. Um, I haven't seen the movie. I just listened to the book. So Ron Stallworth um, is the reader, mm-hmm. and he sounds like the sweetest old man ever. <laughs> like him, you're just like, oh, he's so cute. But his story is very, very interesting. Um, if you know the premise at all, it's that he was one of the first black police officers in Colorado Springs, and he infiltrated the Ku Klux
0: Klan. No way! Yeah. Wow. Yeah. In I 1978. I, what is the name of the movie? Black, is it Klan black Klansman. Klan. Yeah. And is that so, the who was in that? Who plays? Uh, Adam
3: Driver was in it. He plays the mm-hmm. the white version of Ron Stallworth. Mm-hmm. And... Oh, my gosh. I can, okay.
2: I can only see him as the character, so I can't right. figure mm-hmm. out who he is. Because I'm vaguely seeing this one movie, so I'm thinking... Yeah, that yeah I okay, would, thank yeah. you,
3: because okay. I was like, oh, I know his name. Uh, so, anyway, he... So, this is 1978. And he's looking through the newspaper, just trying to, you know, looking through the classifieds, the personal ads, that kind of stuff. Just checking out to see if there's anything he needs to kind of look into. And there is an ad where the Ku Klux Klan is basically running a little classified that
2: looking for members. (laughs) Hmm. you know one more literature (laughs) john david washington yes that's it yeah and
3: so he's like cool so he's like sends you know the little like a little note that he wants more um more information or he he calls the number because he wants you know to be sent some literature and that's what he thought he thought he was going to get like a pamphlet in the mail or something and he was going to be able to kind of figure out you know where the clan was because they're you know obviously trying to recruit there in his town Mm -hmm. and so he actually like gets a phone call and so he's sitting there talking to this clan member and they totally think that he's a white guy interested in joining the clan and he's just going just talking and you know Doing what he's what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, the the guy tells him that you know, because he he was just like wondering how, why he thought that he was white, you know, on the phone, and just just to see what he would say, really, like because mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of this was Ron just messing with them.
2: Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah <laughs> and it
3: was, really, and it was hilarious. <laughs> 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 and he he went on for like ten or fifteen minutes about how he could tell when someone was black on the phone because of the way they talked, and he was just like, "Uh huh, <laughs> okay." Like, <laughs> and so eventually they want to meet him, uh-huh. you know. So he joined the clan, uh-huh. and so he goes to his boss, and he's like, "So I did this thing." <laughs> Like I didn't expect them to call. Okay, <laughs> he was just like, I, I did this thing. I need a white cop <laughs> to go pretend to be me because <laughs> <laughs> I can't just show up. Uh huh. So that's where they get the other guy to go in, and so they, the clan people, think that that's Ron Stallworth. Okay. And so he continues to talk to them on the phone. Like mm-hmm. he's always the one that is they're talking to while on the telephone. And the other guy is the one that goes in for, like, in-person meets.
0: And, um... How could they not tell? Because, you know, you can usually learn how somebody sounds. Like that it's a different person? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. Yeah. They had him there. Um, He talks about how he met David Duke. And, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um... He, he ended up having to be the protective detail for David Duke when he came to town. Really? Yeah. And so he, um, he you know, David Duke was very nice to him, probably because he really didn't have much of a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, he asked to take a photograph with David Duke. And so they got together to take a photograph and he was like putting his arms around them and David Duke was not having it. <laughs> uh-huh. And so he was like, we can take a picture, but you can't touch me. <laughs> and so he's like, oh, okay. So he gives the camera to white Ron Stallworth. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, right when he's about to take the picture, he puts his arm around him and the picture
4: gets taken. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and so then, uh he makes the beeline for the camera like both of them do because David Duke is going to take this camera. Uh-huh. And so Ron gets there and gets the camera first. Uh-huh. And so and he was basically like, what are you going to do about it? Like I'm a cop. Yeah. You know, and so there wasn't anything he could do about it. So there's a picture somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually like the the whole thing gets shut down but he he talks a, a lot about some of the stuff that they did. Um, there was not a single cross burning that happened because every time they would talk about it, you know, this is where we're planning to do it. This is what we're going to do. This is when we're going to do it. There'd be several cops driving by, mm. you know, so, mm. and um, the way the book ends was a little sad in that he gets shut down because the department doesn't want anybody to know that there's basically cops in the clan. Even though they're undercover cops, gotcha. Mm-hmm. And so they shut it down, and they they had a f- separate phone line mm-hmm. for him. So whenever they he would get calls, you know, they that was his home phone, and so.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, so when he was told that he would, had to shut down, like he went into the office and started like closing it down and packing up and stuff, and the phone started to ring and it started to ring, and he he didn't pick it up because he was told that this operation was done and that night there was a cross burning. Oh. Mm-hmm. And so he highly suspected that it was the guys from the clan calling him up to tell him be here at this time on this night. This is what we're doing. Mhm. And he didn't answer the phone. Oh. Yeah. But it was a very very interesting book and just he he was he was funny. Mhm. You know, there was he messed with the clan a lot. that was funny. <laughs> it was just a lot of like um, while he bu- because he was in the clan and they wanted him to help recruit like he found out other like actual officers that were in the clan or other men in high positions of power that were joining the clan and so just a little... Hey, did you know that your employee was doing this, and suddenly they are without a job,
0: huh. as it should be. Yeah. <laughs> so, when did this happen? This was um, in
3: 1978. Is when he started, and I don't remember how long it went. It was definitely into the 80s. Okay. So it was very good. And then after I read it, um, I looked up a little bit more about the movie, and I, <laughs> I read an article where ron Stallworth was talking about how um when the movie was coming out david duke called him and he was he he was basically wanting to know if he was going to look like an idiot in this movie and <laughs> like he was he was very worried about it and he pro- said that he was you know a big fan of spike lee and he's just like why are you calling me <laughs> like, wow i was just like okay dude but he didn't want to look like a like an idiot, and it's like, well, you know, maybe don't be in the clan, <laughs> <laughs>
0: don't act like one, right? And you won't know? be portrayed as one.
3: <laughs> I think was it Topher Grace that played? Yeah. Yes, David I did Duke? see that. in yeah. Here. yeah, yeah. So I need to watch it because I thought it was it was fun. It was a funny book, not fun, but it right. was funny and. Just the, a lot of the things that he did were amazing. That was one that I listened to, which is available on Libby. Really? Yes,
2: it is
0: mm-hmm. in an audiobook. Mm-hmm. Awesome.
4: Okay.
2: Dawn's list, right? <laughs> yeah, it
3: was. It was really good.
0: I believe Ron Stallworth is from El Paso. Well, my next true, true crime was called Body of Proof. And it happens in Edinburgh, England. Uh, uh, Scotland? Scotland? I don't know. <laughs> Over in
2: Europe. Edinburgh is the capital of Scotland. Was it
0: Scotland? <laughs> I don't know that. I am not a ge- geography major. But <laughs> you're about to say you're not a genealogy major. <laughs> that, too. <laughs> I,
4: I am None just like
0: <laughs> making all I'm kinds sorry. of little. Sorry, mistakes, comments, <laughs> flubs, <laughs> faux
4: pause
1: <laughs> We know you're making a lot of noise.
0: Oh. <laughs> oh, So you think I'm just blowing smoke over here? No, no. Me?
1: no, I mean like you're <laughs> the one that's dropping stuff and
0: oh yes, yeah, and yes, my phone and all that good stuff. <sighs> okay,
1: that's how you know this is a real. <laughs> we we keep we keep it real. real we do keep episode. it real. Yeah. Real
0: people. Okay, so mine takes place in Scotland.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I love Scotland. <laughs> in
0: 2010, Suzanne Pilly was on her way to work, and she disappeared, and she hmm. has never been found.
1: Oh,
0: hmm. so hmm. these two people. um They were doing a podcast, whatever. So they went over there and they were, (laughs) (laughs) they studied this for two years. And so they talked to the person who was convicted of um, supposedly killing her, um, but they've never found her. So they really don't know. And they have talked with him in prison and he's just still adamant that he did not do it. Mm. Um, it's interesting because they have surveillance of her when she got on the bus as she got off the bus as she's walking um, to work and she there's a dead spot in the cameras and she goes around this corner you know before she's picked up by the next mm-hmm. camera and that's where she disappeared that's wow. where she's gone
1: Wow. Mm-hmm.
0: so they look at they've looked at different aspects of the cameras to find out what other traffic and and mm-hmm. that was doing and they found some cars that seemed a little suspicious and and doing some different things but they've searched his car and of course he was he would uh, she was this guy's girlfriend his name was i want to say it was david i'm going write that down uh but he was married and so, anyway, so that's kind of what they were speculating was part of the issue. And she was trying to break it off and maybe starting to see somebody new. Mm-hmm. Um, but that day that she disappeared, I mean, he had been texting her and texting her and texting her, like, constantly. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, the day she disappears, he's not texting her. And why wouldn't he text her unless he mm-hmm. knew that she was not going to answer? Well, he was...
3: Upset that she hadn't responded to any of the text messages and was like, I'm done here.
0: It, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so hmm. he, that day, he has to take a trip to this other town that is, I think they said like three hours away. It took him five hours to get there. Hmm. And, uh, and they were, you know, were able to look at different surveillances diff- in different towns along the way.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, to see where he had gone and all that. But there was one area where they thought maybe he could have not really dumped her body, but maybe uh, buried her. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the the people that were doing the podcast, um, Sophie Ellis, they kind of went back in that area, and but they, they didn't ever find anything. So she's still dismissing Hmm. so did they take anything to search
3: with or did they just go walk around like metal detector or
0: i I don't believe they did
3: sniffing dog
0: right (laughs) that's something
3: big machine thing that does like earth x-ray things (laughs) (laughs) that thing
0: (laughs) well because they weren't the police and they there was some issues with with that they had to be careful and there were some huh. some things specifically that they said that they were not allowed to do
3: was this like private property on the side of the road like i guess i don't understand how scotland works
0: <laughs> right see and that, that's part of it i think just being a different country mm-hmm. and um i can understand if it was private property that someone's like
3: no you can't be on my property with that
0: mm-hmm. but like side of the road open field yeah i think there was a park back there even or mm. something and hmm. but they, i don't i don't believe they took any metal detectors or anything like that um but it makes you want to go and do it doesn't <laughs> it
3: <laughs> i gotta find out how scotland works
0: i know right works
2: the whole country well, all of it <laughs> <laughs>
0: So body of proof i was like can they throw me into it for just running around with the metal detector mm, i don't know <laughs> <laughs> but i do know that 90 percent of the time you are on surveillance <laughs> oh, somewhere
4: yeah. <laughs> yeah uh
0: which they talk about that you know in in today's mm-hmm. day and age about how much we are on mm-hmm. uh, videos that we don't even realize oh yeah mm-hmm. you know but then somebody can still disappear.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, video quality isn't great. That's the thing.
0: Yeah, because if it was, we would know about Bigfoot, wouldn't we?
3: <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: And, and UFOs.
3: Yeah, We'd have yeah, all that. of that finally, <laughs> finally <laughs> solved. All of that.
0: So, hmm. anyway, that's Body of Proof. I believe it's an Audible original. So, you might have to listen through Audible to get that one but it was really good it was very interesting however they do have a podcast that I believe is the same name and that is that you can listen to
2: what is the name again body of proof body of proof mm-hmm. well people disappearing reminds me of one of the books that I read I, I, I had to go back and look up what is this one about it sounds vaguely familiar okay but so there's this couple, Finn and Layla, mm-hmm. and they are young 20s, like pretty, relatively youngish kind of couple, and they're out driving, and um, it seems like it's in the middle of the night. They're kind of out in the middle of nowhere. He stops um, at a little kind of 7-Eleven sort of convenience store just out there to go to the restroom. Mm-hmm. Locks the doors behind him. I think Layla was asleep, so he didn't even wake her. Locked the doors. Bring me back. That Bring me back. It was a rest stop. Rest stop. Okay. Okay, sorry. I thought <laughs> it was a have, convenience wait, store, and I'm thinking, both. why would there be a convenience <laughs> store there? But anyway, okay. So he comes back out, and she's gone, and he never hears anything from her again. Ooh.
3: Until,
0: <laughs> is this fiction? It is fiction. Okay.
3: She doesn't read true crime, murdery, people disappearing stuff.
0: <laughs> Just made up. Yeah. But it sounded crime. very intriguing. Like it could it have is. been its <laughs> It
3: is. It. We'll see. So up until
2: a t- certain degree, and then it gets very. Uh, Look. <laughs> in their kay. grief, mm-hmm. Finn and Layla's sister Ellen grow close. And after some years, they become a couple. And um, they're actually, they've decided to get married. And then all of a sudden, things start to to happen. Like people say, I, I think I saw, I could have sworn it was Layla. Mm-hmm. I saw her. And then he gets these weird emails from people who know more than they should. And then phone messages and just stuff goes on and it's very odd. And he's he's still not absolutely sure that Ellen is right for him is the one because he's just got these reservations mm-hmm. about her. think it was
3: her. a lot more about he never stopped loving.
2: Well... Yeah, Layla. he never stopped loving Layla, and he has this and guilt, was, yeah, about Ellen. Uh, definitely, so it was like,
3: as long as Layla's dead, this is fine. Yeah, but now, <laughs> doesn't and, know. And
2: so you know, as these things start happening, and and he's starting to think, well, is is Layla really alive? Because there was never anything definite. Mm-hmm. Nobody any, assumed no. that she's dead,
0: mm-hmm.
3: and it was also assumed that he killed her, because you know, of course.
0: But, but a, he was never convicted, well, no, obviously, no. because he's getting married, right, right, and out and about doing what is, yeah. yeah, so
2: anyway, that's kind of that's kind of the premise of that, and it goes all sorts of wonky ways, <laughs> <laughs> all sorts ah. of wonky ways from there. It's very interesting, it's very much a psychological thriller, kind of mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. messing yeah. with people's minds and particularly fans and it it's there are some really disturbed people in this book mm-hmm. have
0: you watched the program glitch Mm-mm. i think it's on netflix
4: mm-hmm.
0: it's kind of it's similar to that it's okay. got this guy who's his wife dies and then he marries her best friend and then she comes back to life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> weird. It is weird, but that's kind of what it reminded huh. me. Of. Okay. All right. So, th- tell me the name of your book again.
2: Bring me back. Bring me back by B. A. Paris. And it is on overdrive. I, I don't. I did not listen. I read it, so I don't know if there's. I an audio. listened to it. Oh, okay. So. Here we are. There we are. It's available in any format you like. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so you can get it on Overdrive. Get it on Libby, yeah. Or Libby. Which one Libby is it?
2: Libby is, is Overdrive's app. Mm-hmm. There used to be an Overdrive app, and it's still
0: out there, but it's about to go away. Mm-hmm. Well, I wanted to make sure because there was the Overdrive app can still be used. Yes, it can. Through certain things that I do. And so I just wanted to make sure it's about to go away. (laughs) It's it's obsolete (laughs) Mm -hmm. at this point and it is about to completely Mm -hmm. disappear. Okay. So Mm. I wonder if those people are, well, obviously they're going to have to discontinue and do something different. Right. So.
2: Yes, they are. Hmm.
0: Okay. But any content
2: on Overdrive should be available on Libby. Yeah. Oh. Libby is the preferred app.
0: Yeah. Libby, Libby, Libby on my label, label, label. Just Libby. Just one. (laughs) Do you remember? I do. Yeah, and Chris is looking at me like I'm crazy.
2: When there's Libby's, Libby's, Libby's on the label, 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 you will like it, like it, like it on your table, table, table. (laughs) Because it's Libby's, Libby's, Libby's on the label, label, label. Hmm.
0: It's a little jingle from the Libby
2: Libby's canned foods. Yeah, yeah. Because I grew up on canned foods. You know, that's that's what you had. That was the freshest available. Mm -hmm. Yeah, pretty much, unless you lived on a farm, which I did not.
1: Interesting.
0: Anyway, that's a side note, which I think would be a fascinating podcast. Really what aspect of that exactly <laughs> old slogans or, old or jingles slogans. jingles that we remember
3: <sighs> so this is gonna be
0: like which
3: episode was it where you two talked and chris and i just looked at y'all like <laughs> yeah i don't huh?
4: know
3: <laughs> <laughs> and we're like we're gonna have to youtube this later
2: <laughs> and did now, you isn't that amazing no. <laughs> YouTube has not been in existence that long but you can go to YouTube and see those jingles from like 50 years ago it's mm-hmm. amazing because someone had it
3: recorded on their VHS tip when they were trying to record something on TV yeah you know that's true so
2: that reminds me the very first recording I ever had of a charlie Brown Christmas was taped off the air onto my v through my VHS recorder mm-hmm. onto a VHS tape So my kids grew up thinking that a Charlie Brown Christmas also had Dolly Madison bakery (laughs) commercials in the middle of it because that's what was on when we recorded it. That's
1: funny. Like if you bought the... The the yeah. tape where you, yeah. you would, you have would that expect in to see there. the delimadicine tape. And, <laughs> and so it's a little
2: paper. disconcerting when it just goes clip and it goes right on to the next scene of Charlie Brown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Without <Dully> Madison <laughs> products being advertised. <laughs> kind of like the 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 first time I saw the Princess Bride was on on network mm-hmm. T V. So recorded it. And of course, Wesley goes into the lightning sand, and we cut to commercial. Right. So you're sitting there as as the watcher, holding your breath through commercials, mm-hmm. and it's getting <laughs> difficult. And you're thinking, how is he holding his breath so long? Mm-hmm. And then you come back, and the music comes up, and there he is, and, and he's got buttercup with him, and, and it was just the coolest thing because... He is amazing. Like mm-hmm. he held his breath for three minutes Dang. through those commercials. yeah a
0: long time.
2: But then you see the movie, and it didn't happen that way. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a whole different thing, you know. Like they're down there a little while, but uh-huh. it's not that long. Yeah. Like if you cut to commercial, that's right. <laughs> Sorry.
3: <sighs> He's still the amazing. The way life used to be. I know, right? <laughs>
2: Wow. Where did we get off on that? Sorry.
4: Uh,
2: Dolly Madison. No. Uh, Libby. Libby. Libby.
0: The Libby app. The Libby has app. has nothing to do with the food company. No, it does not. Okay. Well.
2: So there's another book that I read that I kind of got confused with Bring Me Back. But then once I saw the character names and all that, I thought, oh, no, that's not it. So it's ghosted by rosie walsh yes so this book is one of those multiple character perspective books so mm-hmm. you kind of switch from this person to that person and it's you you start out it's this couple who has they it's this man and woman who just met each other and they just it's one of those they immediately was love at first sight they clicked instantly they spent six days together. She was a house sitting for her parents in, I don't know, Wales or something somewhere. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And he was there visiting his family, and they just spent the six days together. And then suddenly he disappeared. And, I mean, they were talking about a future. They were talking about, you know, all, all kinds of serious stuff. And then he has to go on a trip. That was already planned, and he never comes back. He never contacts her again. And she just has no idea what is going on. So I can't remember their names. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, Six days? That down. Six days. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, it's one of those amazing things. Uh-huh. It just clicked. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Not even a uh, week. Got it. Oh. Maybe Eddie and that Sarah, easy, that's their names, Eddie and Sarah. <laughs> so Sarah just can't figure out what is going on. She thought this was serious. She thought this was the real thing. And, and Eddie, he, he's not answering texts. It's like he's just fallen off the face mm-hmm. of the earth. And he had said, um, I won't go on this trip, if, you know, if, if you don't want me to, she said, no, you already had it planned and you're, you're, you know, going, doing, I can't remember what it was mm-hmm. going to Spain with friends or, you know, some. you're there in Europe, they go places, right. You know, not Just like hop on do. a train. Right. Yeah. Yeah. France. Yeah. Yes. yeah. And you're in another country <laughs> so, yes. or six countries later. Or whatever. <laughs> um, but then, so the, but the book opens with a letter you're not sure who wrote it, but it's addressed to you. And it's clearly someone who died young, tragically. And it's one of these main characters. I mean, you can tell it's one of them talking to someone Mm -hmm. they have lost. And you're pretty sure you know who it is. You have to, you know, get through a little bit before you do absolutely know who it is. But you're pretty sure you know mm-hmm. who it is right at the beginning. And and so it's just this kind of, it's, it's a little bit like the Finn and Layla story where Layla's gone, but suddenly somebody's seeing her. Or mm-hmm. so Sarah, after a while, she thinks she sees Eddie in a taxi cab in London, you know, going down the road as she's walking into a, a business. And she just doesn't understand what's going on because as far as she knows, he's not in London. He's, you know, whatever. But it's... This is one of those stories about consequences mm-hmm. and kind of the, the ripples through life and, and um, odd... Um meetings of people that have a history that they don't know about, huh so again, it's kind of a psychological thing, but this is this is less suspenseful thriller than than bring me back, but it's but there's a lot to kind of ponder on about um guilt and the past and how long you carry that past with you, that kind of thing. I don't want to say a lot more. Yeah. So I don't want to give it away. It sounds interesting. Yeah,
0: it was. All right. Is this on Libby? Mm-hmm. <laughs> My yeah. list is growing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It is.
2: I don't know about audio, but it is there. I read it. <laughs> Not listened.
3: So, there was a book called The Invited by Jennifer McMahon, which I really enjoyed up until the end. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was such a great premise and such a good story. And then the end, I was like, "Oh, really? But. That's a disappointing. So this couple, a uh, youngish couple, uh, buy this property and decide that they're going to build their dream house mm-hmm. on it. And, of course, the property is haunted.
4: Of course course it
3: is. Of course, yes. You know, and she is all into like history and family trees and that kind of stuff. So she's pretty much intrigued by the whole thing. Neither one of them believes this is haunted, you Mm know? Okay. So they start building their house and she starts finding out about who had owned the property before, like way back in the day. And so she starts to go and get different things for the house like a mantle, you know, that kind of stuff. And she mm-hmm. wanted to have, like, local history, you know, flavor and that kind of thing. And she basically built her own haunted house. Uh. <laughs> Which brings different things. <laughs> and they all have some kind of connection uh-huh. to the property, to that family. And so she ends up basically bringing these ghosts into this haunted house that she's building with her husband. Wow. Weird. Yeah and so very like i I was like that's very interesting You to find out how they were all connected Mm -hmm. and so on the dead people that she's bringing into this house but it all just kind of ties up very neatly Mm -hmm. at the end and i was like no like that's just too too much yeah so it was really Mm -hmm. good up until then up until the end don't like
0: happy endings in ghost stories.
3: Well, it what was that about? I mean, I guess it was kind of happy, but it was so unbelievable to me that it was all connected. You know, and it's just like uh-huh. okay, sure, yeah. There's a little murder mystery in there too. So, oh. yeah.
0: And just, this one was called what? The Invited. Let's see here, my list. Is <laughs> it was just.
3: But yeah, the end was just where I was like, that was just a little too neatly tied up for me.
2: What about Daisy Jones and the Six? What about it?
0: What about it?
2: That was an interesting book.
0: I've heard other people really liked it. Mm-hmm. We did it for our first Books on Tap. It does not sound like a book I would read. Mm-hmm. It does not sound very interesting. However, because everybody said they liked it, I don't know. <laughs> it makes me kind of wonder if... Does it make you want to read it or not want to read it? Slightly, but not like these other ones. Okay.
3: Did you... What do you think about the rock and roll scene of the 70s? So I like the
0: music. uh uh-huh. um, My child has gotten me to watch a couple of movies about... Um, Elton John and Eddie Mer- Mercury, uh-huh. and I did not think I would like them at all. But I thought, okay, he wants me to watch them. I'll sit through them, and I actually enjoyed them. So, so I don't know. I mean, this that's is not I'm... about that. <laughs> I
2: know, but it's like you know the
0: music of the
2: right. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, a, a... there's some crossover time period, mm-hmm. but it's a very different kind of kind of rock scene in daisy jones and the six
3: yes i would i would compare daisy jones and the six which is a totally fictional band okay yes uh to fleetwood mac
2: yeah that's fair
3: okay so that's what i would consider that and it's told like a rock documentary Mm -hmm. so everybody
2: yes so you're 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 getting interviews Mm -hmm. with the different members Looking back Mm -hmm. on this time period, so this is after the fact.
0: So, a documentary and a book. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, I'd
3: highly recommend listening to it. Uh It's a full cast. Oh,
2: yeah, that is that is really well done. Yeah, because I kind of did half and half. Yeah, that one. Hmm.
3: And so, if you are listening to it, it's like you are listening to a rock documentary podcast because they're talking and. They have different stories they have different versions of the same story okay like, i did this and then the other one's like no i did that and um, uh-huh. that kind of thing
0: yeah so
2: well and it's and it's not like they're in the same room at the same time right they're in they're being interviewed individually yes, for the most separately. part and and so you hear mm-hmm. different versions and and you don't know what happened i mean we're not there right and you we know, don't have any truth. film <laughs> to look to check to see who's right and who's wrong about mm-hmm. their remembered version of events. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of interesting to to see all that.
0: Yeah, hmm. I might have to try it.
4: <laughs> it it, it is a
2: very entertaining audiobook. I will say that mm-hmm. I I really enjoy especially for things like this the full cast audio mm-hmm. because you you really get that flavor of the different yeah. characters and each each voice actor is is really working hard. You know, I, I mean, I think there's there's a lot to be said for those really talented voice actors mm-hmm. who can do all the characters. But once in a while, especially with the background characters, mm-hmm. you think, I don't really know who's talking. Right. But I sort of yeah. know from context, or they might have said, said so-and-so. But mm-hmm. other than that, I, I can't tell the difference. But in this case, these are very different people. And mm-hmm. you can tell exactly what's going on, and you, yeah. you really do get it a clear sense of who that character is from the voice. Hmm. Nobody dies of a drug overdose, right? Right. Because, I mean, I was fully expecting that to happen. Yeah. This is the the 70s drug scene. I mean, rock scene.
4: (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) 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 Same thing. It's (laughs) sort of in your
2: brain. That's the same thing. And so I really was expecting that to happen to somebody. Mm -hmm. Didn't. I did not. Sorry. Is that a spoiler? I don't think so.
1: No.
3: I don't think
2: so, because yeah,
3: nobody ever and says. Like, when, right when it starts, you get all the... That's right. The you know pack. they're all there. And,
2: and you know true. that they, that's true. they've obviously all survived. Right. That's, <laughs> true. that's true. They're telling the story. Okay. So I couldn't remember if I had actually finished reading this book before and talked about it or not. I don't think I had. I think I'd started it and then I had to turn it back in or something and do something else. So The Flight Attendant by Chris Bajalian. Chris Bajalian is one of those fiction writers who who always has these very serious themes and mm-hmm. these very serious situations where people have to then dig their way out of it. And so you're, you're, you're learning about their ethics. You're learning about who they really are at the core based on how they deal with this awful situation that they found themselves in. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Cassandra, okay, Cassandra is the flight attendant. And the book opens with her waking up in a hotel room in Dubai. She's an alcoholic, and she tends to drink too much and end up in bed with strangers. And um, she has done that. And she looks over, and the stranger is dead. Oh, dang. I
3: do remember us talking about this because I, yeah. I was like, because, like, get that's up, the premise. Get, get out,
2: get on a plane, never come back, no one's going to figure the you premise, out. And that's how it starts. So, even before I read this, I knew that much. Yeah. So, that's I think fun. that's where we've talked about it. It's just that I wanted to read it because it was just, I, I really like Chris Pajalian's writing. Um. But it's, it's a very interesting thing, because as as the story comes out, um, she, she doesn't call the police. She doesn't tell anybody. She's in Dubai. She's a U.S. Mm-hmm. citizen. She does not want to get put in jail in right. Dubai. She's a woman.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: So there's all kinds of reasons for her to make the decision to just wash the blood that spattered on her mm-hmm. try yeah. to get rid of the evidence that she was even there and leave mm-hmm. and, and just let the story happen as it would without her and then it, it's just really interesting It's some CSI stuff of course that happens which means she's going to become part of the story eventually mm-hmm. because she really was there um, but as as the story unfolds about what happened leading up to this, as the story unfolds about who this man is for real, who she is for real, where their paths intersected and why, it's, it's just really interesting. And, and to, to follow her... Her moral and ethical decision-making process is kind of kind of interesting to see how she deals with the questions of what to do next mm-hmm. and how to respond to the situation she finds herself in. I, I think that's Bajalian's strength is that he really just is great at um, kind of stripping people down to the bare bones of who are you at the core because mm-hmm. that's what's going to, that's what's going to come out in these difficult situations. Yeah. Because he's always putting people in difficult situations. The, the guest room is this this weird, this guy is throwing a, a bachelor party for his brother, I think. He didn't want to, but he ends up doing it. And one of his brother's friends has invited Russian hookers.
1: And, and somebody the comes in
2: <laughs> and somebody starts shooting people. Yeah. I mean stuff goes on and and suddenly this man who's just a regular guy is having to deal with the situation of dead people and Russian hookers and his wife knows what he did and you know all these things of how do you how do you even deal with that it's really interesting anyway here we are I did actually finish it this time
1: (laughs) next time i should just invite we should just invite my wife to yeah. come and be on the podcast because she read a bunch of these books, yeah and she read a bunch of these kind of books and she would be able to tell you like all about yeah. them and stuff. did you
3: ever read the grip of it
1: no i didn't mm-hmm. i had intended to and did not
2: oh is this <laughs> the, the haunted house story yes that we, by we jack yeah yeah which I did not read. No, I, I know. tried. <laughs> I started <laughs> you're like too spooky, no. <laughs> First page, too much.
3: <laughs> that was really interesting. You would like it. Yeah. You would.
1: Yeah. Mm. I would like it. Mm-hmm. I need to read it.
3: I know. You can get on it. <laughs> look on your face <laughs> like oh yeah <laughs> i'm so getting on it right now <laughs> i can tell you
1: what i didn't read what's that i didn't read what is it an ancillary sword it's a sci-fi book that we have here i thought it'd be really inspiring for the novel i was mm-hmm. yeah. working on it sounded yeah. like it had some similar concepts and it just did not grab me at all oh wow i was like this this book should be way cooler than this i <laughs> And it wasn't and I'm sure somebody thinks it's great And likes it a lot I just Maybe I went in with too many expectations I don't know I just mm-hmm. Didn't didn't finish Didn't it But didn't, you tried I did I gave it a shot I gave it a shot mm-hmm. But It was just I don't know I don't know sci-fi, sci- I think a lot of sci-fi And you know what It was a military sci-fi too huh. Which seems to be a thing that is, like, pretty dominant in the genre. There's a lot of military sci-fi.
2: There is a lot of military sci-fi.
1: And, and so it had all, you know, it had all these scenes about the procedures of what it's like to annex this planet and how the tensions were really high, mm-hmm. and it just was all very, you know... And I just wanted to get to the...
3: The action, to the sci-fi the, part? The meat of the story. Yeah. To the... <laughs> That out. I don't out know.
1: There I, guess, yeah. I, guess I, want, I guess I wanted it to be angsty and stuff.
3: Yeah. And, and uh, emotional, and, and,
1: it uh-huh. proceed- and it was very. There was a lot of procedure. Yeah. hmm. And the. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: You know, I think sometimes people choose to write sci fi like that because they don't have to really think about it. They don't have to do very much world building because they just take battle strategy
4: mm-hmm.
2: and blow up the scale. Mm hmm instead of actually being creative and building a world where things are different than they are here. That's my assessment of lazy sci-fi writers. Yeah, That's why you didn't like it.
1: I don't know that it was necessarily like that, (laughs) but I could definitely see it going there.
2: And I'm not saying that author is a lazy sci-fi writer. I'm just saying that's a possibility. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hmm. you can't say one way or the other because you only read yeah. how many pages
1: I don't know I usually give a, a book at least 50 pages before mm-hmm. I call it quits so I know I got at least that far
4: hmm. yep.
1: I, I think like if I, if it doesn't get me hooked by 50 pages I'm like mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. Not, it's not worth my time yeah, to try and no. slog through this <laughs> I'm still waiting to find a great sci-fi book that just really grabs me like i think the only one that i've ever read that like that would be considered sci-fi that i like was really riveted by was the steven Donaldson series the in the gap series
4: okay hmm. but
1: as it was essentially just a retelling of of the thomas covenant series except in space but with a
2: okay yeah. <laughs> with the sci-fi bent yeah <laughs> all right so hmm. So, I finished reading a book just a couple of
3: days ago called Bloomland mm-hmm. by John Inglehart. And it's about a university mass shooter. Yeah. That's really good. It's really intense. Hmm. It Fiction. Told, yes. In a fictional university in Arkansas. I think so. so. <laughs> <laughs> but it's told... Um, There's three different characters that the narrator focuses on. One is named Rose, who's a college student that wasn't like involved in the shooting. She wasn't shot or in the library where it happened. The mass shooting happened in the library.
2: Yay!
3: Yeah, Uh, and a professor whose wife was killed in the mass shooting, and then the mass shooter himself. And so those are the three characters that they
0: focus on. Hmm. That's very interesting. It so would be interesting from the different
3: perspectives. Mm-hmm. hmm
0: Yeah. And they both,
3: Rose and uh, Eli, which was the mass shooter, had, both had traumatic childhoods. hmm And Rose went on to go to college and make uh, friends and so on, and he did not. And they faced a lot of similar choices. and mm-hmm. One went, and one just kind of... Felt like he was owed and entitled, Mm. but it was very good. It was very good. Uh -uh. We're considering it for books on tap. Mm. That sounds good. Yeah, it was very intense. It's it's small, like it's not like a huge long book. It's small, Mm -hmm. but
0: okay. It's
3: definitely and there's a lot to unpack. Like after you sit finish reading it, like there's a lot to think about.
0: Yeah, because he doesn't
3: really like. Sympathize with the shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, he just kind of explains how he grew up, and you can tell that the narrator does not like the shooter and doesn't feel sorry for him or anything like that. And mm-hmm.
4: so mm.
3: I think I thought that was really important that yeah. it wasn't like, let me try to normalize this person or make him seem like he was the victim. Mm-hmm. And so, hmm.
4: Huh.
2: So the next books on tap from when this episode airs will be January fourth Tuesday of the month at mm-hmm. Trinity Street seven o'clock six thirty sorry <laughs> six thirty <630, laughs> I won't be late mm-hmm. um, is Will my cat eat my eyeballs mm-hmm. questions about death from tiny mortals by Caitlin Doty and this is a really quick read but it Caitlin Doty is an undertaker.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: That's that's her career, and so she's actually answering questions about what happens to your body and different things like that that mm-hmm. kids have asked, but she's answering it really for an adult mm-hmm. audience. Yes. So, I've read the first yeah. two,
0: and yeah, it's not for a child. No, no. it's not at all. But it may but help. You can
2: tell it's kids' questions right. because it gets at the heart of things that adults wouldn't ask i think yes
0: but it may also help the adult to explain to a child oh, sure. in different terms yeah because yeah. getting a little yeah. bit of that background yes. information yeah. yeah
3: yeah there's a chapter in there about a viking funeral which
2: we're right. gonna have to review there is yes hmm. there is. <laughs> and i was like okay i mean there are all <laughs> kinds of interesting things in there it it really and and it's it's very lighthearted, the way it's written, mm-hmm. but it really explores some very serious topics. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was it was really fun. Yeah,
0: I think it's going to be a good, a good d- discussion. Yeah, I think
2: it'll be a good discussion.
0: Yeah, I, w- I, I hope to be able to come to that one because it's Hmm. It's good. And th- it, they're like little, short, right three or four page yeah. answer this question, mm-hmm. and then it's on to the next one. Mm-hmm. So kind of little mm-hmm. chapters, but... Yeah. So yeah, it's it
2: very easy to read. Mm-hmm. Even if you've just got a few minutes, you can go in and read one or two little
0: answers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay.
1: Cool.
4: I think that was it. That's enough.
1: <laughs> yeah. Here's the twenty nineteen.
3: If you're interested in any of the true crime books that Don and I have read throughout the year, go check out Dewey Like Murder. Mm -hmm. It's all there. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Very fascinating stories. Mm
1: -hmm. I think that's been the long overdue podcast. Happy reading. Yeah.